This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. It is 360biz.com. My name is Dabahoma Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. It is a beautiful Wednesday evening. You know, this is a show that brings you all things business. We're bringing legislators, we're bringing regulators, we're bringing industry champions, and more than anything, we're bringing game changers. That's why I'm particularly excited about the studio, and uh, in fact, the show that we have today. And I'm essentially saying the studio because mm, you should see what I have in studio. I feel like a zoomer right now. You know, I, it's definitely surrounded by beautiful women um, that that are there that are doing amazing things. I think the amazing thing that I love about these women—they're not only beautiful, um, but these are movers and shakers in their own right. So definitely, this is the show that we're bringing you today. I'm excited, and unfortunately, Bulelani couldn't be here today. You know, I always say business people don't become late; however, they become delayed. Um, you know, it's actually the culture that that um, we have in South Africa. So same goes uh, for Tsekho. I'm alone in studio. Gets very steady, I must say. <laughs> uh, I know that's a lingo that we usually say um, in the township. When you are left alone to actually take ownership, you can bring in whoever and however and get rid of however. So that's why it gets very steady today. So I've brought in, I think, my bunch of amazing ladies that I can't wait to definitely... Um, Get into discussion with I mean we know that in efforts to support Small businesses I mean more than 10 years uh, The South African government chose To focus on increasing financial and Non-financial support creating Demand for small business products And services and reducing regulatory Constraints I mean despite This entrepreneurs still um, Seating lack of business Support and lack of access to markets as the reason behind business failures. I know as well some of the entrepreneurs that we have um, in our studio, these are the people that are in that space. Uh, we know we have new entrants as well within the space of entrepreneurship and we've got others um, that are hosting uh, a range of amazing um, entrepreneurs. This is definitely the show that we're bringing into human. We know that in government grants and funding are a great source of finances when you're trying to get your business off the ground and expand uh, to new horizon. I must add as well that in South Africa, small businesses uh, can on an average employ about 12 people. The drop of entrepreneurs' activity over the past uh, five years is equal to 2.3 million possible job opportunities lost and still find that we have small and micro-businesses sectors that are the main source of real employment in the South African economy. That's why right now I'm actually amazed that one of the entrepreneurs that I have in studio is actually looking at getting into this space, but she knows maybe how is she going to actually access that. But today we look at the access to funding markets, business finance challenges, including BE obligations, and how these factors are impacting the real estate of entrepreneurship in South Africa. In studio with me today, I have the honor to welcome the most beautiful inspirational guests that we have. Like I've said, we've got Miss Mushima Gama who's the senior technical analyst for MoneyHub. Um, she has a BCom in finance from the University of South Africa and is certified chart and market technical level too. I know that she was saying that she helps people understand markets um, in terms of getting into business. What they need to invest on, I know with my good friend um, who's sitting here, Ms. Olisa Daku, who's the CEO of DSI Holdings. And Daku group of companies focusing on property development, construction, facilities management. I mean, me and her, I know we are big investors, so maybe she can advise us. Say, Daku, what do you think, my friend? She would advise us. We want that advice, right? No problem. No, definitely. Uh, and as well, um, in studio with us, we've got Miss Sam Kemklogo, who's a wealth coach and the founder of NTC Wealth Partners. Referred to by CNBC Africa as a personal finance uh, goddess. I mean, she's arguably one of the South Africa's most recognized personal finance figures um, that we have. Um, you know what? We really definitely have um, powerhouses in studio, and we've got Garabo as well. Um, that who's from? Uh, are you? Is it base grind or what is it? It's startup grind. Startup grind. Yes. Oh, okay. No, definitely. You see, I mean, I've I've really brought in powerhouses uh, in the house. Um, I mean, dude, how do you feel? Or are you sitting in the midst of such greatness? Fit. <laughs> my official cameraman for the day is actually going. But let me take this opportunity to welcome my guest. Um, thank you, ladies, for for joining in and coming to the show today. Uh, I'm looking forward for us to having further engaging. 
um, and discussion and some of the issues that really affect uh, our country. Well, I don't know whether what do we start? Do we start on the left? Do we start on the right? Uh, let me start. Let me start with <laughs> my co-host. Um, you know, for a new uh, property show that is coming up in the future, but we're not going to announce it now, ne? Yeah, and, yeah. and until it comes. Let's wait for the <laughs> day. Yes, no, definitely. Do you want to come close to the mic? Yes, yes, um, definitely. Say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Hi, hi uh, to all the listeners, and I'm so amazed sitting with so many beautiful ladies. I didn't expect this, but uh, um, good to see you, ladies. Uh, I am Koliswa Daku, and I happen to be the founder of Daku Group of Companies uh, with special focus uh, in property development. And that's what I do for a living and on a daily basis. Yeah, no, definitely. That is my good friend, Melissa Daku. I'm going all the way. Unfortunately, she's not in Cape Town. Almost fortunately, she's not in Cape Town, but she's with us um, here in Sudo. You know, this lady decided to just migrate and go start a life in Cape Town. <laughs> but I'm sure we're going to hear um, all about that. And she was saying, you know, your weather here, it's so dry. <laughs> so she's used to some of the most weather, um, you know, uh, that is up um, in Cape Town. It is amazing, uh, Miss Mushima Gama. Uh, how are you, Mushima? Do you want to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do? Well, hi to listeners. Thank you for the invite. Um, this should be the first studio um, invite I've actually had. Oh, wait, second. Oh, is second. it? Okay. So it's quite exciting, daunting, but it was exciting. Mm-hmm. So where do we start? What I do? Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so huh. mine is, it's, it's typically known as being a technical analyst. Um, so you... It's studying share prices with historical data to kind of interpret what's going to happen in the future with currencies, commodities, and equities. So my job is basically studying market sentiment. Um, it's, you know, a lot of fundamentals, fundamentalists could say it's quite, it's quite easy. But um, there's a lot that's put in and a lot that needs to be um, determined before you actually get to a position where you're advising people because it's hard-earned money. So I used to do it for corporates at, um, for a large part of my career life. And then I, when I joined Standard Bank, mm-hmm. um, I ended up doing it for um, online share people, which meant it was an array of people from being teachers to um, stock people in stock files, people, doctors, to young youngsters who probably had the whole, um, you know, who were given an identity of knowing how to invest. So when I did a lot of seminars for them, I think it was more gratifying doing the work for individual people than corporates. Mm. Um, corporates were fun, but, you know, um, finance can be finance, particularly in the stock market. But... Um, I enjoyed doing it for individual people who were interested in investing because it they had a will and a power to just try and figure what is it and how to empower themselves financially and that was that that really touched that touched me and it 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 so when I then started my consultancy I decided I wanted to just deal with individuals I mean I do do I do co- work for corporates now and t- particularly a lot of them who want to know where RAND movement is mm-hmm. for the week or stock market but thank you but it's just um, I find people it, it's you know it's people think getting into the stock market and buying shares is very easy all you have to do and, and they also have the perception that when you put a thousand RAND you're going to get about a million in a year mm-hmm. and I think I'm probably a devil's advocate or someone to tell them that it's not necessarily so, but it is possible when you put the work in it. Hmm. Okay. No, we, we, we're going to come back to putting the work in it. <laughs> Karabo? I'm Karabo Matebula. I must be the youngest person in you this are. place. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm only 20 years old, mm. but the amount of things that I juggle is amazing. I am Startup Grind Johannesburg Social Media Practitioner. I use the word practitioner because I am actively engaged in the art. And um, I'm a founder of Uhuru, which is a pad, a sanitary pad campaign for kids in Limpopo. And um, all in all, my bio will tell you that I'm the best thing that radio has ever experienced. So, yes, oh, wow. your job is at risk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. More. I like that. Okay. Some guy? 
Yes, hi. I am Samke Mshongo, founder of TNC Wealth Partners, which is the next chapter Wealth Partners. And uh, I've called myself a wealth coach because ex-private banker just wasn't cutting it. Um, I was <laughs> a private banker for seven years. And after doing my MBA research into over-indebtedness, I also realized that we're, there were a number of people that didn't have access to the expertise sitting within the bank that I could help. So I decided to be banker of the people. Um, aside from being a wealth coach, I'm also a public speaker on finance. I uh, make the expertise available on media platforms like radio, TV, writing. Um, we consult one-on-one. We also do sort of a corp- we have corporate business as well in terms of personal finance workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else? Do I, I don't think I'm the best thing that's happened to radio. <laughs> um, but I, You're I, the best thing that has happened to finance. Maybe the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, let me, let me, let me uh, go back to Cisco Lisa. Um, Cisco Lisa, you're sitting with young women. Um, and, and, um, you are young yourself, by the way. Yes. Just about to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Redeem no. yourself quickly. Yes. No, no. She, she is young. I can tell you that. Um, and, and I know that you, you've done, um, a lot of amazing things, you know, and we find that many other, um, many other women out there aspire to run their own companies and sit on boards, um, like you do, you know. I mean, um, what would you say to you, these women, your story is? Maybe let's take it from the beginning. How did you even start to get into business? Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's an exciting day for me. I think if she could have warned me that today I'm going to be inspired for the, for the, for the <laughs> first time I talk on all these platforms, it's just about me and I'll meet three wonderful uh, ladies yeah, talking no, she, finance. And no, she's it's, she's it's my it's girl. Amazing. We do surprises like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing, you know. Um, I I I definitely am in the property development space, but obviously honed in the legal field. I wish I was honed in the finance department. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been exciting to sit here today to say the biggest challenge for any black business or any business in general. It's definitely what they are carrying. They've got the jewel. I think having started in the sector for the past uh, probably 20 years, I'm young, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it's actually amazing how we had to find ourselves uh, uh, moving from the legal field and finding yourself within the development space. And okay. I think that's what I did with myself. But you start with the big projects uh, purely because... That's the space that you can be able to engage yourself in terms of development. Mm-hmm. And in that space, I found myself with the one and only hotel and the likes of the Central Business District developing it for Kailicha. And yesterday, somebody was actually talking about that to say that those are two prime properties in different areas. And they it's are. exciting. Yeah, I mean, we've are. got uh, so, so many people staying in Kailicha mm-hmm. and the workforce that is out there in the buying market that you have, it's amazing. And then we've got the waterfront on the other side, which, <laughs> can, which, which has got its own market as well. So you can't say that you, you're not doing the best in terms of the market. And I learned from those big projects on how to deal with development. I think but uh, having started uh, in business, what would be exciting and, and, and probably from the ladies as well, is the challenges that each and every business has got to endure sitting with someone who understands the stock market and as well as also wealth management. For most of us, you start with cash mm. from your own pocket. That's true. You don't have any of the knowledge that they have. Mm. Uh, it's quite exciting to find that it's available in our days. I think the biggest thing I was telling even Rams yesterday that you actually know that uh, investing in insurance is about funeral policies, mm-hmm. etc. You don't look at it from a business point of view. So it was just taking that cash that you have, plowing it into the business. And actually being streetwise as well in terms of investing in your properties. I'm sure we can say a lot about that. Mm-hmm. If you can't buy it cash uh, from, the, from the market privately, where else are you going to go for? Disposals. You're going to rush after the government disposals and find ways of packaging them so that you are able to impress funders and ensure that you've got the best assets in the country and that's what I've been doing and enjoying throughout the country and it's been quite a valuable lesson and I think uh, as a business person I've also 
acquired quite a lot of knowledge in terms of education. I think if you have not been born into a business house or a business family, You've got the hardworking So I had to study all these things Which is a, just like the lovely lady mm. Do that executive MBA to impress my business And as well as also ensure that my staff Understand what I'm talking about I know And as well as also working with engineers You know those 60 year olds yes, no, definitely. Uh, You just had to get into the project management space mm. Learn the technical side of business mm. Besides just be having your masters in law So you have to have all these diversified skills And ensure that you are able to take care Of the business and sustain it Because each and every three years I think you need to look at the bottom line yeah, hey, no, definitely. No, I, like, I like I like a point that you raised. Let, 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 me, let me go to, to, to a former investment banker. Um, <laughs> no, no, private banker. Pri- oh, okay, excuse us. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> so now tell me, um, right now, having been a private banker um, for a long time, um, we find that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are um, sitting in the space of property that are wanting to sit in the space of uh, trading or anything of that kind. One of the biggest issues that are a problem, it's a market access. And the biggest one, it's access to capital. So as, 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 a, as a private banker, um, you deal with clients like me and her, you know, um, that are si- with, sitting within a certain threshold uh, of income and lifestyle and everything else. But now the question is, now I want to, I've realized one thing, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong. This system is not designed to benefit a black child. So now this system not designed to benefit a black child. How many uh, people did you in your career at that time found that they're sitting with all this cash or sometimes they need cash for them to actually access opportunity, but they're not failing or they're failing to get? Because what I've realized most of the time, I think you agree with me to say banks would rather pay, would rather finance you for a car, yes. but not finance you for a bond <coughs> or even worse for a business that could bring in money. Mm-hmm. So, so what exactly is the question? Okay, the question is, uh, as a private banker, so you are sitting in a position of influence, I think, on the other side. Mm-hmm. And you are dealing with a whole lot of us mm-hmm. um, that were disadvantaged or that are mm-hmm. disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. So, how did you think or how did you feel um, as a private banker um, finding out there's so much potential but it can't have access to finance? Okay, so let's separate. Um, I think that comment that you made around does not that, that the banks aren't designed to benefit the black child. I think let's not make it racial, but let's no, make no, it not, rather not, not the bank, the system. The system. Yes. Let's let's say okay. So what you're working with is that you've got a commercial system that you're trying to use to address a societal problem. So banks as financial services providers mm-hmm. are liable to their shareholders to give them an ROI to say when I lend out money it is responsible, it is secured and I will get it back. But now you've got a population of people where they haven't been able to mm. participate in the economy right. and generate the security or the collateral like that is so needed much. to participate mm-hmm. in this um, financial services system okay. that requires collateral. Mm-hmm. So This is why developmental uh, finance institutions or DFIs are so crucial. But the turnaround times, the application process is so stringent and so cumbersome that we'd rather just rather try go to a bank than to DFIs. But where you are lacking collateral and you've got the ability to generate an income is exactly where you should be going to DFIs and not banks because banks will say, I will give you money against an asset that I can foreclose mm-hmm. on if you default on your repayment. And the reason why banks would rather give you money for a car than for a business or a house is because when I give you money for a car, it's over five years. That's very different than if you're asking me to give you money for a property over 20 or 30 years. Here, I'm making my money back quickly and I'm charging you higher interest. But with, but with property, it doesn't depreciate. Uh, so, but so a longer, but my money is out for longer terms. So there's a greater okay. risk, mm-hmm. right? With 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 the car, because you're paying me off in a shorter period, I'm making more of my money back quicker. Okay, that's the assessment that I'm making. Now with the business, I don't have an asset. Mm-hmm. In most cases, people think they can go to the bank with a business plan. You don't have a proven model with a revenue stream that I can then look at the uh, um, at the trends, the prior trends forecast, and say, am I going to make money or not? And remember, banks also aren't they aren't private equity institutions. 
in terms of the standard sort of business financing. Mm-hmm. Because if you're asking me to rely on your management skills or rely on the potential for the business to make money, you're asking me to enter into a private equity transaction. Hmm. Okay. So we need to separate the different boxes in which finance sits. We need to separate the different needs that people have. And this is where the gap is. We're not matching the need to what's available. Hmm. Okay. So, so, so now you are, you are a wealth coach. Yeah. So now how do you help those individuals or businesses? So, so if I have, um, self-employed individuals, uh, mm. business owners come to consult with me, we look at how do we get your business to a position where either it is attractive to banks or private investors or actually optimizing its own working capital flows to fund itself. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Mushima, let me come to you. Um, we, we're being technical. The, the, there's a point that she raised that, that, that is very valid. She said, um, banks are commercial, um, entities that are trying to serve a societal need. So you being a finance person, part of what you do, you need to understand finance. You need to understand the market. So right now, in your understanding of the market, is the market accommodative to a societal need? Okay. Um, I think a lot of the talk here is about being an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. one thing we need to understand is that not everyone has the accessibility or the sustainability to be an entrepreneur. Okay. So what you need to focus on is your own financial emancipation. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, I mean, South Africa does not have a savings culture. We're one of the lowest percentage in terms of savings culture. And it's it's quite, I mean, not just even households, but even government itself. So to even, the, the, the pool of having to fund people is smaller now, and with the greater unemployment, people can't. So mine is, I... You know, to get to a point where you have a finance, to, to, you know, financial advisor is trying to emancipate yourself financially. And maybe the stock market is known particularly to have higher yields and mm-hmm. returns when you invest in the long term. And it's never too late to get into it, but it also does, it also comes at a cost of, um, educating yourself about it. Um, so that you're at a position where you are, you have the freedom to have to fund or have capital for your own business. Mm-hmm. And if you can't then I mean the le- Samke. Samke. Sorry. Beautiful name. <laughs> um Samke she is she will she's at a position so we're in two different positions where she will advise okay. on how to get into um to to have that relationship with the bank and mine is how to have the relationship with the stock market market to emancipate your own financial you know because it's really daunting that people we have we are more of a consumption culture than mm-hmm. a savings culture, and we need to change that so that we can get into a pro- point where you're investing into property. Okay. And right now, not too many people are doing it. Which I'm not saying stock market is a way of doing it, but saving to create capital. And we're not taught when we're young that, especially I mean, I grew up in a township that there's a piggy bank that you must put money in, and that's that, true. That, that we're not taught that. And mm-hmm. we're getting into it too late. So it's it's something that we really need to think of as a human race mm. as to how we ourselves will educate our children or how you'll educate the next person. It's never too late to save, but it's just more. So when you get to the point when you have that capital and that money, you get something or you get and you get your property to buy and it's yours and it's no one can take that away from you. Okay. <coughs> right, right now we've recently been downgraded. Um, to 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 a, a trader like yourself, and to us as a country, what does it mean? It's it's funny. Um, stock market it has done deadly squat to it. Mm-hmm. It's still going up, forming new highs, which kind of exa- it, it, it it emphasizes the point that my my analysis basically ignores all fundamentals and looks mm-hmm. at what the market sentiment is. So if you're saying downgrade, you'd fear that you're going to lose all your money mm-hmm. because now we're in junk status. There are many countries that have been in junk status, but it's it's the money you make when you invest in a particular equity or um or in Currencies or bonds. Okay, so it's it's actually that that that, that um, sentiment that I'm trying to understand of where we are as a country. It has done nothing to. I mean, it it has as a country and economically, it probably has pulled some. Not probably, it has pulled away some money from mm-hmm. the country. But if you look at the stock market in general, as in the old share and some equities, they seem to be 
not as affected, especially since they're trading in new highs. So it's one, you know, investing in it, if you did it by the time we were downgraded, you would still have made a nice return in being it. It's just, I suppose, the assets you choose with portfolio managers or fund managers. Mm-hmm. So it's, in, in terms of that, sentiment still seems quite buoyant, despite in the stock market, that is. Okay. But in the business sense, it is difficult for many business people to be in a, an economy that is downgraded mm. because there's not enough money to, there's no business, you know, to be, to be given to people. Okay. Um, what is, uh, Ununduza is, uh, Umushima is talking about, um, it's difficult for us business to, to be in an economy, especially with a downgrade. So you find the likes of me and you still, um, are seeing opportunity. Yeah, uh, We're finding good stock. Uh, we've got the likes of overseas uh, that are, have gone aggressively within MTAT and Eastern Cape. You know, so what kind of mindset do we need to have though as entrepreneurs or as business people to want to invest despite um, the junk status or any other, you know, uh, downgrade or anything that happens to the market? Well, I think private entities are going to say a different language compared to listed entities. Yeah. It's definitely good because you, you see for any crash market, you see an opportunity mm-hmm. because the stock is quite cheaper. Yeah, you it's are true. able to access it, mm-hmm. uh, any stock that you're looking into. But uh, irrespective of whether it's, it's, it's listed or not, mm-hmm. uh, for any trader, it's the same thing. But for us, from a, from a property point of view, the market has allowed us to enter. But the challenge is the access mm. of that capital mm, that access. to enter. Yeah. Like, f- interesting part is you can, we can have a huge discussion about the BE Act versus the SMME Act. Mm. Well, it allows you to access opportunities, the Black Economic Empowerment Act. Mm. But there's a SMME Act which doesn't allow you to access cash or capital. Mm. To be able to invest in those opportunities that we are picking up in the market. So we have this disjunction. And I wanted to say to them, you know, I normally don't talk a lot about numbers, but I think I'm putting it as a challenge to them. I think at one stage I sold shares, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Thinking that, um, you know what, I can use this cash uh, to build the business. And uh, I was working with one of the critical banks. Here was I sitting with 15 million. Mm -hmm. Bank was so excited for me to have so much cash. Mm. I wish somebody and, and could liquid. Have, yes, yeah. I wish somebody could have said to me that here's your 15 million. Use it in the following way. No, it was you, there man. up until it went down to 300,000. Mm. Mm. So now, if you really want to sustain these businesses, you ought to be able to give them good advice, especially okay. when they are starting out, I mm-hmm. mean, as, as, as we find, so that they could be able to maintain that 15 million and grow it beyond the 15 million. But I think that's what. Uh, smaller businesses are challenged with and for us it had to to take a fall <laughs> yeah it's true before you realize that you know what that 50 and and sometimes it's not about us only it's mm-hmm. also the advice that you get from 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 those that are responsible to give you the relevant your bankers and etc and so on mm. maybe the level of experience doesn't allow them to be able to give you the necessary information that you have it's good to find out sometimes you can have uh, consultants but you only learn about those things later on that's true after falling two to three times <sighs> before you can be able to 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 do to do so yeah. but interesting enough that was 2007 when the whole crash started in america mm-hmm. and uh, you had this money you could have done quite a lot in the south african market because we still had flu at that time Experiencing what we're experiencing <laughs> at yeah. the moment, and the political instability, and and it's like also having that 15 million currently where opportunities, but do you plug it into that property, or or, or do you la- actually look for loan financing? Mm. Yeah, I th- I, th- I think I think it, uh, that, that's a critical question. Maybe I will I will pose that to Samke, but mm. Samke, you see, how the issue of capital is really an issue. Um, that it keep on coming up. So when you find that SMEs often struggle with funding, I mean, due to lack of knowledge. Um, and maybe the question that I need to ask you, where can entrepreneurs go in terms of accessing this capital or this funding that, that is mainly one of the biggest issues, um, or obstacle for, for entrepreneurs? So there are a couple of places that entrepreneurs can go to. I mean, they can go to government funding institutions. They mm-hmm. can go to private investors. They can go to the banks. But I find the biggest issue is that a lot of entrepreneurs think that what they're missing in their business is money, when sometimes they've actually just got a poor business model. 
I mean, I've got, mm. I've seen a number of entrepreneurs that aren't formalized. They don't keep formal books or even when they do keep books, they have accountants, but they don't have financial managers or they don't even know how to read their books. So an accountant will say, these are your numbers. They won't tell you these are the trends. Mm-hmm. These are the opportunities. These are the inefficiencies. Mm. That's where entrepreneurs need to start. Number two, I consult with a number of people that don't even seek legal advice and they're signing contracts. Mm. How do you enter into a business contract without seeking legal advice and having someone read through it? How do you expect that the counterparty is looking after your best interests? They're looking after theirs. So I think there is actually a gap for business coaching, which is what this is was actually talking about to say, listen, the bank, you know, someone should have said with this 15 million, that's not the responsibility of the bank. The mandate and the responsibility of the bank is to lend out money at the highest margin and get it back as quickly as possible. This is that societal or developmental gap and need that I'm talking about. A stand, someone to stand between the business owners, the entrepreneurs, the individuals, the lenders of capital, and someone to say, okay, how do you two speak to each other in a way that is profitable for everybody? Okay. You, you've identified a need clearly. <clears throat> what solution are you coming up with? You as Usamke. So I, as Usamke, focus <laughs> on the individual. That's why I'm a wealth coach. I'm not a financial advisor <laughs> in that I don't sell product. I'm not associated to any financial services provider. I don't sell any products. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you insurance, medical aid, nothing, honey. But I will teach you what you need to know when you're making that assessment. So what questions should you be asking the financial advisor? What questions should you be asking yourself when you're doing your own financial planning to say, listen, I took out that medical aid three years ago when my kids were born and I went on the highest plan. When last did I review it? Do I still need to be paying that premium that I'm paying? When last did I review my house insurance? If you haven't claimed in three years, you should actually be going to your contrary to say, listen, reduce my premium because now my insurance score is better. But Samka, you know I'm actually angry listening to you. Why? You know, because you... People are feeding us mediocrity and there's people like you with so much information and you're not out there, you know. Me, not out there. I was on radio yesterday. I'm at a wellness day today at another company. You maybe just say you hadn't googled me. Let's do more. Let's say you hadn't. No, let's do me. more. Hey, let's do more. <laughs> um, we, we are as TNC. Remember, my company is only six months old, but I've already hired an assistant wealth coach. Mm-hmm. I have a full time manager and um, a, um, someone who's a matriculant who's my right hand woman. She travels with me. She sees. So I've got. She sees what I do And that's sort of my coaching My mentoring and coaching So I've got right now Including myself Four people on my payroll mm. In six wow, months How much more would you like me to do? <laughs> <laughs> okay but now, You, you okay, don't want to grow but, bust no, as no, well no, but, but at the same time what, what, I, what I mean is that People need information Let's do more in terms of Taking information to the people we are doing a lot in terms of taking pe- information to the people. People also need to access information. I've okay. found that there's a lot, there are a lot of lazy people that expect uguti bonabazo chelo. Okay. So how there's, to make money. Th- there's someone listening right now that needs your services as a wealth coach. How much do you charge? Or maybe let's say, do they need to earn a certain range no. for them to afford you? Do they need to? Okay. I'm happy to tell you my rate. My rate for a one-on-one consultation is 1,500 for, for the first consultation mm-hmm. and thereafter 750. And that is for an hour. So by the time I see you, you've submitted to me your personal financials, your bank statements, your credit report, your slip, everything. Black people don't have these things. There's few of us that have them. What do you mean? You no, don't have bank statements? No, no, no. But a few people have the, the personal financial management statements and things like no, that. No, no, no. Bank I, statement send you, is there. I send you the template. I send you TNC Wealth Partners assets and liabilities and income statement for you to complete. Because by the time I see you, so keep it that 1.5, I'm telling you your life. Mm. I'm not asking you questions. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah. So are you doing more? Yes. Um, yes, yes you're yes, taking yes. 15 girls. Tell us about that. No, definitely. I mean, w- what is interesting is it's actually the know-how. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can always talk about the know-how. Okay. Yes, there's a way of knowing immediately, mm-hmm. which is basically somebody like Samke telling you, or else the, there are knocks along the way it's where you, you just get knocked very fast and then you wake up and mm-hmm. realize that, okay, you need that samke. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that comes to mind, and I think this is a South African phenomenon, a lot of people are exposed to opportunities first. And then the next thing that follows is how to structure that opportunity to your benefit. Okay. And I think with the mentorship program that we are coming up with, we look... We so you're coming it, with a mentorship program? Yes. Okay. Uh, which is basically we're coming up with what is called an academy in partnership with Reds in Blue and Mencosa. And we're actually bringing in the London Business School as, as well. Okay. If I told you when I was... I know I'm the guest lecturer there. Yes, you uh, must come. I okay. mean, welcome. <laughs> We're going to invite a lot of people to come and talk mm. uh, to, to, to these um, young and upcoming uh, captains of industry. Okay. Now, the, best, the most important thing is 
you've got to have the tools to understand how to operate uh, whatever that is on your table. It's like a department in a, in, in a company. Mm-hmm. It's a division. Okay. You need to have to, the tools to run that division. So when we are running a business, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And in most instances, people are sole proprietors. They don't have all these tools up front. They're thinking about servicing the client more than thinking about structuring the business. And it's only when they fall, then they realize that you need to have uh, certain tools. And in our case, it's then to say, I mean, I've had a lot of people phoning and saying, I've got one property, bonded first one, second one bonded. I've got a piece of land. I don't know what to do with that piece of land. Mm -hmm. And it's all about packaging it. Uh, You know, you might not have the cash, but you need to package it so that it's lucrative. Uh, to an investor, as you are, would normally say, or a funder. Mm. But do you know how to package it for that uh, specific investor or funder? And that's what we want to teach them, to okay. say that these are the tools that you need to have. Because in property, I can always talk about any other sector, but in property it's about the site, the resources and that's the capital. Yeah. So if you've got all those three elements together, mm-hmm. then you are fine. You'll be able to to succeed because the location is the critical part and the, and the component in it. But I just want to 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 repeat this because I want people to understand it. It's your cash, this fifteen million. It's mm. not somebody else that has given it to you, mm. but it goes down. Mm. It goes down. Mm. <laughs> it's the same challenge that we have in contracts. Mm. Where people believe that I've got a 10 million contract, <laughs> it's a 10 million profit, mm. <laughs> and yeah. it's not supposed so, to be like that. Yeah. But but you know you know, you know that this this is where I wish I think I had I, I had a two-hour show. I'm gonna bring you guys in mm. trips because I see Gary bringing all of you. You overwhelm me and you overwhelm time. So so now the fi- the, the 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 15 girls that you're looking for. Are you, yeah. Why are you looking for girls? Maybe let's start there. It's because the interest came specifically from mainly uh, them. Mm-hmm. I think with, with, with sharing my story and people listening, uh, they, they found themselves to be more keen in, 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 in understanding how did I make it and how best could they optimize or sustain their mm-hmm. businesses. And I think it's also got to do with the fact that I've been involved quite a lot in women empowerment programs. It's the second one uh, that we are now doing it for, for Daku Group. The other one, we did it with NHBRC. So I felt it's more comfortable to just zoom into a specific sector. And for me, it's about it's a legacy project mm. to other girls uh, who who shouldn't go through what I went through. They oh. should at least uh, be empowered and, and also have the tools uh, to grow faster uh, than uh, the, the the period that we have to take, mm. uh, which so is six to six to seven years to pull mm. uh, mixed use development. Okay, so now these girls are listening. Yeah, they want to apply to be on your program. Where can they get information? I think they should go on Instagram. It's uh, it's, it's 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 going to be uplo- uploaded. I think we're uploading it today, but they must just keep on uh, looking on that Facebook. We are also there, and as well as also on on Twitter. We're looking at the first uh, launch uh, towards the end of October mm-hmm. uh, because we've finalized all the logistics now, and uh, we're looking forward to it. In fact, I think if it if 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 the response is beyond the fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually what happened happened with the Gibbs one. Uh, we wanted 20 women and we ended up with 100 women. So we are going to be looking at, at, at more partnerships and working with uh, people from the industry. But I think for now we want to zoom it to a young girl. We mm. need to protect that girl that is up and coming yeah. uh, in the South African environment. I'm sure the boys will look after them. Yeah, no, no. Uh, we, we need to protect these girls. Yes. Um, then I think I think obviously once you've started with them let's, let's have some of them. Let's yes. have you come back yes. and let's discuss with them and with some of um, the mm. stuff that you're going to be doing. Garabo, Gar- you're doing something as well. I am, definitely. Mm? You, s- uh, you said you, you, know, you don't want to watch others do. You guys are going to do a startup grind. We, we have to. I mean, we need to also make our mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess by that, you're asking what startup grind is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, startup grind is a global community of entrepreneurs. So we were founded in Silicon Valley. And as you guys know, that's where I'm setting know, up office, by the way. I mean, the best entrepreneurs are from there. Oh, okay. Um, so with Startup Grind, basically, we are determined to inspire, to educate, and to connect entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. How we do this is that we have monthly events. Mm-hmm. And in these monthly events, we feature successful founders, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. educators, innovators, 
investors, just about any successful person to come in and share their personal story and their lessons mm-hmm. to come and teach other entrepreneurs about this journey and to let them know that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. So how we invite these people is that they can communicate with us through our um, email address, which is jhb at startupgrind.com. And we are just welcome to having anyone on our platform just to let entrepreneurs know that it's not hard. Mm-mm. It really is not. Yeah, no, I know, I know that I'm going to be bringing you some of these heavyweights. I need them. To, yeah, hey, no, don't I'm, worry. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hook you up. Yeah, I'm going, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hook you up. And I promise I won't take your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not moved by that. Uh, I'm good at what I do. So, and it, there's more for us. So the more of us, so I, I can welcome you. Come and we, we, we do this thing together. All right. No, definitely. Mojima, um, you are in a male dominated industry. So, <laughs> Uh, people are doing so, and when you said you'll do as a female in this industry, um, I've seen most of the traders they male and whatever. But why, why you? You know, why female? Why did you decide to say no? I shall represent the girls that are not here. Okay, firstly, my career was sheer serendipity. Like it just happened that I had I was in a stock market industry mm-hmm. dealing with traders. Who are male And it, it was quite intense um, Being young At that point I think I was 22 mm-hmm. Probably 21 Somewhere there um, And It was It was daunting In the sense that It's a it's a boys club And One of the biggest Advice I got from uh, One lady that was In the de- dealing room Was you need to grow balls mm. And you grow them mm-hmm. And If you If you want At that point I didn't really think I was making a difference I was just trying to do what I could do best with my career. Okay. And, excuse me, <coughs> master what I do. And it just happened to come to a point where I was actually giving valuable advice mm-hmm. and being wanted to be given advice. So it is now at this point in time, males are more, they're more softer than they were then and accept. We've so, gone soft. No, hey, you, no, no. We must change this, eh? No, which is fine because it, it brings the entry for women, so it makes it easier than it wasn't. But at this point, it, everyone, men have now known that it's not really, everyone is equal. When you're in the dealing room, everyone is an equal. We're all trying to make the money or prevent anything from happening. Um, so with, I, I should say, and I should compliment over the years that there are more women getting into the sector and just men have become more acceptable and more gentlemanly than they were previously. So um, it, it, it's quite refreshing to see it now. So you cannot go without me asking you this. Uh, you, there's, a, there's a whole lot of trend that is growing, people trying to get into trading. They're sending all these free trading platforms, but yeah. they sell them at an exorbitant price. Mm-hmm. People are losing money. People are being scammed and all of that. So for you, you are a reputable trader. <laughs> Um, you know, analyst, not uh, analyst. Yes, <laughs> so, I do trade though, but um, it's my advice. Yes. So, so now, as it's this is impacting your profession, we like it or not, whether directly or indirectly. So, what? A, what? A, I mean, what is your advice to people that want to get into trading, but they are being scammed by all these people and all these platforms mm-hmm. that are coming all of a sudden in the name of trading, promising people they make millions overnight. I think now the information is quite out It's out there that they are scammers And when it looks too good to be true It probably you need to is question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think our mentality As people is we need, we're, we're in a desperate position To want to make money because of society okay. Society has not created Society is a get rich Society it's not a build wealth society and, and We need to understand that it will not happen Overnight and it needs a lot of you need to you need to invest in yourself. The same way you would invest in a share that goes up, that's gone from two rand to a hundred and something or two thousand, mm-hmm. right? Like an Aspers or anything like that. You need to put that time into yourself. Because you can talk to a person about investing and trading until you're blue. It's their own will to do it. Okay. So you need to um have that willpower to want to become a better person financially where you're not relying on anyone else, where you can step out of your workplace and say, I'm done, or you can have enough capital to, to start your own business. Hmm. So now, I mean, uh, in terms of, in terms of, in terms of, um, what you've said, 
um, at this point in time. So information is out there, but reality is, uh, Samke has said as well, that people are ignorant. She's very right. People are lazy. Um, people want it, want it coming to them. They get excited very quickly, and then it phases out. So the, there isn't a willpower. Like, like I said, the culture is not there. There's, there's a culture of quick money when you just you need to understand what you're getting into. And there is the information is there. You just have to Google how to invest. It, it's, there's, people are inundated with that information. It's how they use it. And there is, um, it's more secure to be in a secure spot or to work and not be an entrepreneur because it's just you don't want to put yourself in a position when you've lost money but you need to understand the same as being an entrepreneur where you could lose your money you could mm-hmm. lose it in the stock market as well but it's the amount of time you put to educate yourself and to mm. be knowledge, knowledgeable about what particular whether you're an entrepreneur an investor anything like that no definitely so but i mean for me i think i think i think i'm still going to bring you in and and we we interrogate this this trading um a bit sure. further for us to actually be able to understand so i cannot let you go without you having tell us what is the stock market at this point in time yeah what is as in where is it directed to or what it is in general is in yeah. the anatomy of the stock market yeah anatomy right now and where it's going look like I said, I think there are a lot of sentiment. If you look at sentiment, there is an appetite for the stock market, despite all the negative economic data that we're getting and um, that we're receiving. The entire world is in an economic slump. But mm. funny enough, the stocks are still going up, mm. with an exception to some. I mean, if you know, if I have to get into it into detail, I suppose you're gonna. Have, I, it will take me another hour or so or a day. So, um, there's a buying appetite, which means we're not in a bear market, but thoroughly in a bull market. So, it's about your timing where you get in. So make sure you're not getting in it where it's too expensive, um, but where it's reasonable to make a good return. The anatomy is just a hub where you're buying and selling and there's a whole lot of shares or companies that have listed and you just pick, you're cherry picking the ones that are going to make you money mm-hmm. in the long term or you're cherry picking currencies that will make you money in a minute or an hour or. Mm. Mm, okay. Some yeah. for people that want to get hold of you, where can they get hold of you? Um, my company website is www.tncwealth.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Click contact us. We consult uh, individuals every Monday from Spiral Aloe Lifestyle Medical Spa mm-hmm. in uh, Danevin Square. Okay. And um, you may also email hello at tncwealth.com for your consultations or for bookings, bookings at tncwealth.com. Social media at justsamge.com is my Twitter and my Instagram handle. Then on Facebook page, Samgem Shongo, and on LinkedIn, Samgem Shongo. Okay. Garabo, people that want to get hold of. Um, or no, get more information about Startup Grind? So in, on all social media platforms, it's Startup JHB, not Johannesburg, JHB. And if they want to email us, like I said before, it is JHB at StartupGrind.com. Mm-hmm. And if they want to buy tickets to our upcoming event with a powerhouse, Johanna Mukoki, it is on www.startupgrind forward slash Johannesburg. How much is a ticket? A ticket, actually, our tickets are much cheaper than these other networking events, I must say. Um, it's actually 90 Rand with mm. drinks and food included. Oh, okay. No, definitely. Um, <coughs> um, sis, what is your, your information? Well, I think uh, our website, it's, it's Dago Group of Companies. Uh, you find us there. But on Twitter, it's at Daku um, Group One. Uh, you find us as well on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook as well. Just Google Kolisa Daku. I'm sure you'll find us also on Instagram. Unfortunately, I'm not that uh, active in social media. We must upgrade her. Uh, we must upgrade her. <laughs> she, she, she always says, "I say ask Enati." Yeah. So I'm trying to say, but if you go on Instagram, <laughs> you're gonna find okay. me as well. Enati, come take this mic so that you can tell us uh, where can we get hold of the information. Okay, on Facebook, she is Toliso Daku. Twitter, it is Daku underscore group, Daku underscore one. Yeah. And on Instagram, it's X underscore Daku. Oh, okay. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> Mushima? Okay. <laughs> I'm going through a whole rebranding. I think the best way to communicate with me is just go onto LinkedIn. It's under Mushima Gama, and you'll send, pop me a mail or whatever from there on, and you'll get further details from there. Okay, so once you've, you've branded, you're going to yeah. come back and tell us, right? Yeah. Okay. Ladies, we usually close off a show with Insta. Um, a word of 30 seconds inspiration to somebody that is listening That is on the verge of giving up Everything you seek is seeking you, Rumi
Okay. Powerful. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Startup kind is the best networking event in Johannesburg. Okay. And how's that helping somebody who's That's going to help someone who's going to come and network at our event. Oh, okay. No, definitely. Malaysia? Uh, sorry, <laughs> what is that? Um, I don't have. Oh, oh. Mishima. Oh. Okay, no, so Mishima, you can go ahead. Okay, I don't have a beautiful quote like you, <coughs> but it's just um, you actually have you have the power to control your finances and to emancipate yourself. It's just it's a mindset and seek that, which is in line with what you say. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what is that? No, I, th- I think most importantly, I think over the period of being involved in. Both in the professional and as well as also business life I think the critical thing is If you are driven and you've got the passion And the goal of what you want to achieve in life Irrespective of which sector Just make sure that you are resilient Uh, I think for most people when you fall You actually feel that it is the end of the road And now you must go back and dust your certificate And be in the workplace Mm. If you had a goal and you knew exactly what is it that you want to achieve. Don't give up on it. And for those that have made it, just ensure that you lift whilst you rise. Mm-hmm. We are where we are today because we have managed to encourage others to move along with us. We cannot build the sectors that we're in without having the necessary skills and resources around us. So we're quite looking forward to the engagement with regards to uh, the property uh, sector in with the Daku Group Academy. And we do hope out of that, I'm actually not looking at myself, uh, sharing information with them, but also to be uplifted and inspired by the young girls in the country. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. No, it is powerful. Thank you a lot, ladies, for, for joining us. Thank you. Um, hopefully that next time when we call you guys and say, we need to now have you. And let's, you said this last time, so let's go deeper um, in terms of what you said. Um, then we'll be able to get the same uh, privilege or opportunity. Thank you very much. Definitely. Uh, this is definitely um, all that we had for you today. Unfortunately, because of time, we need to end right here. But anyway, if ever you've just joined in, you can always go to www.cliffcentral.com to actually catch the podcast. Or you can definitely download the Cliff Central app to actually listen to the podcast and hear some of the inspirational wisdom that those women had to share uh, today. It is definitely Women with brains, and uh, that one I must add, they are indeed women with brains. So for me, it's if ever these women can go beyond their circumstance and situation to want to be game changers or even movers and shakers, um, you know, to want to now only not inspire um, themselves, but be an inspiration to our country as a whole. What are you doing with your life? Yes. I always say the measure of a man is not how many times you, du- uh, you fail, yes. but it's whenever you fail, how many times do you dust yourself, try again. This is all that we had for you today on 360 Base. My name is Deborah Homofody. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Base with other amazing entrepreneurs right here on Cliff Central. We out. This is cliffcentral.com.